0: Well, hello, and welcome back to the Storm Darwether Weather Podcast. This is episode two hundred sixty-seven. I'm Rando. Uh, I'm Corey, and this is the Omega Block Edition. Ooh, mm. yeah, interesting. Well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. All but right. anyway, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. You got a busy day tomorrow, I think. Well, a- I did. I don't now. Oh, you- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I still have a busy day, and just
1: not doing what I was going to. We were going to go do some cave exploring, but our fearless leader twisted his ankle, so we're going to postpone that a little bit. Oh, geez. It's going to be like an eight-hour trip underground, but we're still going to do it, just not tomorrow. Oh, wow. But I got lots of other stuff I got to do tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, you got
0: to catch up. (laughs) Yeah, I do, for sure. (laughs) Well, uh, anyway, what about that rain last week? Uh, It was kind of—part of it was kind of pitiful, and part of it was like, okay— 'Cause weren't they talking about an inch and a half or you know, Yeah, I mean, what did we end up with? I don't even know. Well it's one of those where I, <laughs> Oh yeah, you got a little more than I did, just barely. Yeah. I yeah. was like the well total was uh point seven one, not quite three quarters of an inch. Right. I got like point six eight or something
1: like that. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: we were really, really close on that. Um one. It was I mean, it was our weekly rain
1: we're getting right now. It wasn't too a lot of it stayed down in south, it seems like, right?
0: Yeah, it did kind of go in more north, uh, northern Arkansas yeah. at that point. With some of it, because I kept looking at those lows. These, these were all associated with a low-pressure system. that kept, They kept coming through Oklahoma. They're weak, but then they'd pinwheel through, and then you know another the couple of days, here'd come another one. So it's, we're yeah. in that pattern. Had a little bit of lightning out of it
1: over there by where I work at Silver Dollar City. Oh, uh, that's right. That, that shit you guys down. And Yeah, it just, uh, we had a uh, tree, I don't know if it was blown down, or the rain just, it was just a rotten tree, kind of blew it down where I work, so we had to clean all that up, so. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Well, you had some excitement. Yeah, it was about as exciting as it got. <laughs> yeah. That day. Did. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to go, you know, we're going into this. This pattern, uh, a dry cold front swept through yesterday, like yesterday evening. I saw it. I was playing a show at the Hughes, and all of a sudden I called up Radar and was like, well, what's that thing? (laughs) little line. And so I I turned precipitation depiction on, and it showed the line, and it was was trucking. It was going pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But no rain. I mean, absolutely no no rain with it. Uh yeah for if you if if you all use radar scope that is a really good trick if you want to follow a front or a boundary turn the turn it on precipitation depiction and those boundaries just kind of pop out they are really good boundaries you can see on reflectivity they're really good ones but yeah
1: you, you, to see the others or to see like drizzle whatever go ahead and turn on pre- precipitation depiction mode there
0: and it does pretty good with drizzle it does it does. Anything just too light. Frozen
1: drizzle or regular drizzle? Torrential drizzle?
0: Oh, well, torrential drizzle, It's there for it. <laughs> yeah. Then torrential drizzle kind of show up on the reflectivity. should. It should, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, dry cold front came through last night. We're under breezy conditions, but like the title of the podcast, an omega block is setting up. Have you heard that phrase, Corey? I thought
1: that was like uh, something you... Uh, you know, like like medicine or uh, like a paste you put on your forehead to block the sun or something.
0: Oh well, not quite. No, no, not 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 this. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and it's not a COVID variant. <laughs> so that's, oh, uh, good. that's good. Yeah, yeah, we got that's good. No, and uh, Omega block is a really interesting. If if you look at the Greek letter Omega, it's like a little bubble and little has little two little feet on it or whatever um what's happening is we have a low pressure system over the west coast we have a low pressure system over the southeast coast and right in the middle we have a high pressure system and what's happening is the airflow around that makes this big omega and it's called an omega block which means it's not moving and so uh it just kind of swings around and come we're in this northwest pattern so that's gonna give us you know several days of sunny weather northwest flow yeah temperatures increasing that's what we need i need some warmer weather oh yeah oh it's
1: what what is it may tomorrow tomorrow's may (laughs) man so yeah we need some 80 degrees we're not gonna get it tomorrow no, not at all. Maybe, maybe later this week, though.
0: Well, the normal high for tomorrow is seventy-two and fifty-one. Is that all? Yeah. Huh. At this point, now ne- uh, next we're really Monday. We're not that far off then. Yeah, yeah. Next Monday. I, these are Monday uh, readings. Uh, next Monday, seventy-four and fifty-three. So we're we're really like you said, we we should be up there.
1: This is. I think it's going to get warmer this week by Wednesday, right? 72.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a little bump each day. Yeah. Uh they were talking about 80s maybe by Thursday. I don't know if that's still in the forecast. We'll we'll, see. we'll check it in, in a second. But uh yeah, this omega block is just just going to keep everything sunny and I want sunny dry out those disc golf courses. That's the thing that the rain came so um Sporadic, it wasn't just all at once. That the disc golf courses were just great to oh, play good, on, good, uh, yeah. Except the wind today, my gosh, it was crazy, yeah. It was, didn't get any wind advisories, anything like that. Yeah, I think it was right under. I kept looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know if we get any type of advisory, you text me because you get everything on your phone and, yeah, and your watch and your. Yeah, your, your microchip and right. your, your wedding ring and <laughs> your belt loop, everything. So I like it when you do that because usually I'm driving or out somewhere. Uh, went to Springfield. Unless I'm in a cave. Oh, and you're in the cave. Oh. Because I don't get there's no service there's, in a cave. Oh, gosh. Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we've been lucky so far. I think there's yeah. only one time I was on an airplane and yeah. you were in a cave and we right. couldn't cover anything. Yeah. But sure, sure, I kind of mm-hmm. covered. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 72 going to warm up, so, you know, let's let's get to your segment, because I want to see if there's any rain. You'd tagged on maybe something for the end of the week, but let's find out. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, I mean, dry weather in the forecast, but... Uh, Are we really going to get something? Is it going to be big? Is it going to be brushed over? Um,
1: You want the long answer or the short answer? Long answer. The long answer is uh, it looks like a wet period we're heading into. Maybe a wet cycle every few days. Hmm. This next Rain on Thursday doesn't look impressive to me at all, really. It's okay. just there. It's just showers. It's just sporadic. It's, uh, you know, I didn't even look at the uh, forecast grid for Thursday. Are they? Did they mention thunder or anything like that? Because uh, I don't know. It's, it's not very impressive. Maybe not, up to the north or central Missouri, maybe some thunder, maybe.
0: Let's see. Because SBC isn't saying anything. Right. Uh, Okay, th- uh, Thursday night, a chance of showers, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 1 a.m. After 1 a.m. So, But then, yeah, Friday's well, chance of showers, partly sunny.
1: I think the better chance of showers in, or actual thunderstorms maybe to our east. Okay. Northeast, St. Louis, for sure, maybe. Oh, way up there. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know we got these waves going through every few days, and they look even more impressive. Of course, you know you can't really rely on a model, but I'm telling you, it's something we need to look out for around uh, uh, Monday, like a uh, like the the, the eighth Monday. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. It's coming, well, I guess a week from week to, from tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. yeah. My days are off because we only do this on uh, Monday. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's okay. But you know that's eight days away. So, but it is something to watch to watch for. I mean, we're in that pattern in May. We really got to watch these models, and we really got to pay more attention to the SBC outlooks in May because I tell you what, you can be no nothing all week, and then all of a sudden the next day be in a. Marginal, you know, or or a, even a, an enhanced, you know, right? They just throw them in there so fast in May, <laughs> exactly. Things pop up, and you know, you get these disturbances moved through, and they stir things up. But uh yeah, every few days in the, the first two weeks in May, we have what looks like the potential for you know, I can't say severe weather or anything like that, but interesting weather. I mean, okay. these look like more than just general showers moving through. I like that. Uh, you got lines. You got possible uh, segmented storms. It looks like. I mean, it's
0: hard to tell on a model, but right, uh, the potential is there at least. Well, and like like you're saying, it's it's May, but also the temperature profiles. Uh, Wednesday, seventy five. Thursday, eighty. So we're right in that Goldilocks yes, zone, and that's
1: something we haven't had in so much at the end of April. We had a lot of. Warmer temperatures at the beginning of April this time. Yeah, we did. So but then it kind got of cold. Reverse. <laughs> yeah. So that might have squashed a lot of our bad storm chances. We had a few uh, severe weather episodes earlier on. I think May could be interesting if if the models you know mm-hmm. verify here. I think it, you know batten down the hatches. I mean, S- something to look May, at. It's May. It's storm season, and G- we're heading into the prime.
0: Yeah, we definitely are. And yeah. and GFS is fairly good at severe weather and rain it sucks at winter (laughs) i mean the ec is the european is really good at winter but uh yeah the gfs is going on and obviously you know once we get closer to next week then you know the nam and the wharf suites and everything will start coming into play but uh i mean i i think we're done with freezing. I would hope so. I mean, we're May now. I only
1: had to bring the tomatoes in one time this year, and I left them in for a couple days. It was last weekend when I, we had that really cold snap. Mm-hmm. Frost. I don't know if we actually got frost. In my, see, my tomatoes are kind of under a, a porch type thing. but Oh, so they are sheltered. Okay. But uh, when we got down, you got down at 28, 29 degrees. So that would have that's a hard freeze, 28. So Yeah.
0: See, that's what I don't understand. I mean, I'm I'm not in a valley, but I'm down a little bit, and also the thing is on top of my house, so yeah. You would think it'd be colder at the surface, but I don't know how that works. You know,
1: maybe it is colder at the surface. You don't, maybe I don't know. Maybe could need two other stations, fifteen. Yeah, we'll put one on the ground because yeah. <laughs> now they have them with you know. Soil moisture and temperature probes you put down into the ground now, and you can measure all that too. And it hooks oh. right into your weather station. Oh. those are the new ambient weather stations.
0: Wait, I got to get one of these. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get maybe if we get a lot of Patreon, yeah. There you, you know, go, subscribers. They we'll... have
1: lightning detection on there now, and all kinds of neat things. Actually,
0: so if lightning strikes, it it'll let you know. Yeah,
1: well, it'll let you know by not working anymore. Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that t- tends to happen mm-hmm. when you go on that. Yeah. Uh, any other model checks? Or uh, I'm just looking at the temperatures.
1: It looks seasonal to Finally, a little above seasonal coming up in the next, Good. you know, week, week and a half, two weeks. So here's hoping. I'm, I'm ready for that warmer weather. I really oh, am. I'm Me tired of wearing a jacket to work every morning and then not needing it later in the afternoon.
0: Oh, I I know because I walk outside. It's like okay, the sun is shining, but the wind's blowing at six thousand miles per hour. It's like okay, yeah. do do I bring a jacket? And I opted not to. But I wasn't going to be outside that long. But yeah, you have to walk, and yeah, the cave's what sixty in the
1: morning. Cave's sixty no matter what. Yeah, you know. So I don't. I can't wear a jacket in the cave because I get. I do get warm in there. It's humid in there. Well, you're working too. I mean, but uh, and climbing, (laughs) coming up from the parking lot, you know, stuff in the mornings. You know, you never know. Yeah, and it does get breezy in the mornings if it's cold. That cold wind blows through there. So I like to, you know, wear a jacket early on, but then I got to shed it about 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock.
0: That, that, yeah, that makes sense. And I get up about nine, yeah. uh, maybe, or whatever. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's get to the next segment if I can find it. I keep losing this segment. There we go. The storm our bird watching report. Yeah. It's the Bird Watching Report. This is probably the last time we're going to do it this year because the Hummers are here. Uh, my yeah, mom, I my, get them a lot. But my mother, it's kind of kind of funny. I mean, she saw that one, and then I went up there and talked to her today, and she, she said, I haven't seen any more after that. Hmm. And then this evening, I said... You know, no more Hummers. And she looked out and there was another one. Yeah. So she and I are both That's thinking. That's
1: how they do the first time. I saw one, didn't see another one for three days or four days. Ah. Uh, Those scouts get here and, and, and they keep going north. Yeah. And then it takes a while for the rest. Now, I just, you know, the other day during that rain we were talking about, my hummingbird feeder was the place to be because it's under the little porch. <laughs> and they perched there the entire day and didn't move because they didn't want to get wet. Oh, So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because I got a new Humming My, I I had a perch on my last one that wasn't as nice and as round as the one I got now. So I think they they really enjoy this one. They can take a rest, I guess, and get out of the rain. I
0: need to get one of those for my mom. And
1: they're pretty smart. They know Oh, yeah. They know uh, once they do something once that that's the place to do it again. So I've never I never saw them perch once even though they could but this year that's all I see them doing they're just perching on my my feeder.
0: <laughs> that's great.
1: Now they're getting out of the rain. It's a little little shelter form I guess. Yeah. So Bob next time we go to Walmart
0: we'll get you a uh one with a yep. perch so they can sit and you can you can watch it. There you them. go. Good deal. Yeah, so I mean that's that's they're here and you know the normal birds are going so we'll we'll retire this till next week. But one we are de- say what we're definitely not retiring is this one. Good lord. <laughs> there are
1: it it's nuts. <laughs> I saw employees walking around today. The they looked like they were crying, but it was they were so allergic to this pollen that oh, I felt bad for them. I did. Well, you were telling I, me I, something. It before doesn't yet. bother me too bad. Yeah, we were we had the leaf blower out there, blowing that pollen away, and you should have seen it just you know like yellow tornado blowing away. Not all of it could blow away, but most of it did. But I, two hours later, it was back. I can't imagine. It's crazy. We almost had to get the snow plow out for How pollen. Deep
0: that pollen is. It's crazy. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, definitely my car is getting oh, yeah. in that. It's um, everywhere. But And I'm having to load up on all sorts of stuff. And it's, so far, it's kind of working. But yeah, you're lucky, man. I mean, you, you don't yeah, have this pollen I guess allergy. So. I guess so. Because people are miserable. They are. Yeah. So the predominant pollens out today on the trees are oak, mulberry, and walnut. Uh, today is considered high nine point nine, but if you look at it day by day by day, it's supposed to decrease a little bit. And I'm not sure what that's for. I mean, we're gonna again, we're not gonna have any rain, so by th- how do they th-
1: forecast something like that exactly? You know, I don't know because I feel like it would be different for different areas, like even, you know, it would be different, a little different for Branson than it would for Springfield because it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, you know, not that far more north than we are, but look how long long it took the coming birds to get up there, you know? Right. So I I would think trees would be a little different day by day depending on...
0: Oh, I totally agree. ...rain,
1: temperature, you know, anything really.
0: Uh, Yeah, exactly. Now, I get uh, most of this information from pollen.com and it's got uh you, you can zoom in it's got a springfield it's got brand it's got branson it's actually uh, nice. i get the actual branson report now um it's good to like you said i do check springfield every now and then because they've got they they check it every day that's the only official pollen station that gets checked every
1: day yeah and it's green county i think that or mm-hmm. is it the city of springfield mm-hmm. city of green county it's, one of the two yeah it's, it's Springfield. uh but uh there are others, like in Fayetteville and uh, maybe Little Rock, Kansas City, Tulsa, but they don't get checked as often as Springfield. For some reason, Springfield hmm. is every 24 hours, and the others are not.
0: That's true. Except the it's weekend. As, I don't think they do it on the weekend,
1: though. Probably not.
0: But but yeah, you can check on I think it's
1: the health department. It's whenever they're open or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know this. I Google Springfield allergy count. And it just comes mm-hmm. up right there, so <laughs> and then it, it and the 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 site just explains how they do it. It's like every day. I think it's on top of the Hers building or something. They have a collection on top of a building, mm. and they go. I think oh, I can't remember. You'd have to go there. Uh, but it's very fascinating, and I like it how they do that every day. Yeah. If we podcast it every day, I could tell yeah. people. Uh, okay, well it's time to get to the weather school. Uh, this week's weather school is about dew point. We've uh, you know it kind of rained. And then it kind of went away, and then all of a sudden we got fog that night. Remember that? It, uh, overnight. I remember that. When that, that fog and, and develops. But that's what happens when the dew point gets close to the temperature. So, let's talk about that in the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. It sure feels sticky outside. The dew point must be really high. The dew point is a measure to which air must be cooled to become saturated with water vapor. When further cooled, the airborne water vapor will condense to form liquid water, or dew. When air cools to its dew point through contact with a surface that is colder than the air, water will condense on the surface. When the temperature is below the freezing point of water, the dew point is called the frost point as frost is formed rather than dew. The measurement of dew point is relative to humidity. A higher dew point means there will be more moisture in the air. If all other factors influencing humidity remain constant, at ground level the relative humidity rises as the temperature falls. This is because less water vapor is needed to saturate the air, so water vapor condenses as the temperature falls. In normal conditions, the dew point temperature will not be greater than the air temperature because relative humidity cannot exceed 100%. In technical terms, the dew point is the temperature at which the water vapor in a sample of air condenses into liquid water at the same rate as which it evaporates. The condensed water is called dew when it forms on a solid surface, or frost if it freezes. The condensed water is called either fog or a cloud depending on its altitude when it forms in the air. A high relative humidity implies that the dew point is closer to the current air temperature. A relative humidity of 100% indicates the dew point is equal to the current air temperature and that the air is maximally saturated with water. So let's talk about the difference between humidity and relative humidity. Relative humidity also measures water vapor, but relative to the temperature of the air, It is expressed as the amount of water vapor in the air as a percentage of the total amount that could be held at its current temperature. Warm air can hold far more moisture than cold air, meaning that the relative humidity of cold air would be far higher than warm air if their absolute humidity levels were equal. Relative humidity is cited in weather forecasts as it affects how we feel. High and low levels of relative humidity within the home can have adverse effects for the occupants as well as the dwelling itself. Hygiene, health, retention of value, aesthetics, and comfort are all areas which can be affected by a failure to maintain an optimal level of relative humidity. A pleasant indoor climate is essential for a sense of well-being in the home. Room humidity can have a major impact on the quality of living environment. A relative humidity of 40 to 60 percent is generally considered to be optimal for a comfortable and healthy home. Too much moisture can lead to mold and overheating, while too little causes dry eyes, chapped lips, and an environment in which bacteria and viruses can thrive. If the relative humidity is 100%, or meaning the dew point temperature and actual air temperature are the same, this does not necessarily mean that precipitation will occur. It simply means the air is holding the maximum amount of moisture it can at that temperature. Saturation may result in fog at the surface and clouds aloft, which consist of tiny water droplets suspended in air. Droplets grow through a process called collision coalescence, whereby droplets of varying sizes collide and fuse together. In thunderstorms, hail can also develop. Once the suspended precipitation particles grow to sufficient size, the air can no longer support their weight and precipitation falls to the ground. In humid climates, thunderstorms often cause heavier rain ...than general wintertime rainfall, since moisture content in the air is typically higher in the spring and summer... ...and since air usually rises at a much more rapid rate within developing thunderstorms than in general winter systems. When the air temperature is high, the human body uses the evaporation process of sweat to cool down... ...with the cooling effect directly related to how fast the perspiration evaporates... The rate at which perspiration can evaporate depends on how much moisture is in the air and how much moisture the air can hold. If the air is already saturated with moisture, perspiration will not evaporate. The body's thermal regulation will produce perspiration in an effort to keep the body at its normal temperature even when the rate it is producing sweat exceeds the evaporation rate. So one can become coated with sweat on humid days, even without generating additional body heat, such as exercising. A good example would be this. If you are swimming, and you get out of the water, and you feel very cold, then that is a sign of a low humidity atmosphere. The water is quickly evaporating from your skin, therefore reducing your skin's surface temperature. This is the reason you sometimes feel cold, even when the air temperature is close to 90 degrees. As I mentioned earlier, you can use the dew point temperature to gauge how it will probably feel outside. A dew point temperature of 55 degrees or less generally indicates a very pleasant atmosphere, even though the air temperature may be above 80. A dew point of 56 to 60 degrees is considered comfortable. 61 to 65 degrees, it might start feeling a little sticky outside. But when the dew point gets to 66 to 70 degrees, it's going to start feeling very uncomfortable. And when you get a dew point 71 to 75 degrees, it's almost oppressive outside kind of like one of those really hot dog days of summer. And a dew point above 76 feels just downright miserable. So when you hear us weather folks talk about the dew point and give the dew point temperature, then you'll know whether it will be a comfortable or sweltering day. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's the foggy dew point. And remember, it uh, dew point depression or dew point spread shows you how dry the atmosphere is. So... Okay, let's get to the next segment in other news. So, yeah, let's just talk about what what I sent you over there. Well, this
1: day in weather history, way back in, uh, well, 2017, this is a two-day weather event. It was a powerful storm system that brought a torrential rainfall and historic flooding to the Missouri Ozarks in southeast Kansas. This happened on April 28th through the 30th in 2017 Rainfall amounts range from four to eight inches, with some areas of far southern Missouri and south central Missouri receiving 10 to 12 inches, one foot of rain in two days. That's a lot. <laughs> I wonder if your basement flooded during that.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. It oh, did. I'm
1: positive. <laughs> <laughs> Many roads flooded, uh, including state highways and even Interstate 44. Now, I do remember that. Okay. Uh, it was on. It was closer to... Like Lebanon, where that happened, That seems like. I, oh, that's, I'm yeah. Tell, I, this is just me thinking about this situation. I do remember the road closing. They had to turn people around, but it wasn't in our neck of the woods. It was on up northeast of Springfield. Okay, because I, I think that thing just went on up that it way. It did, it did. Uh, Houston, Missouri, uh, 11.15 inches of rain <laughs> in 48 hours. I uh, I can't imagine. Unbelievable. Now, Nix, I got seven, almost seven and a half inches. Springfield and Joplin just got over just five inches of rain. About you know five and a half inches of rain for okay. Springfield, and uh, I can't even. I, I I do remember that now. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh I think the landing may have flooded, uh, or the water rose just enough because they had to. Open the dam gates. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, they were having to evacuate the people that live closer down by Lake Tinicomo, You know, where over by where you play disc golf and oh, that yeah. areas, uh-huh. which they have to do some from time to time. But a lot of people complain when they open the dam gates. You know, for f- you know downstream because oh we're going to flood well they had to open the dam gates you know when you have a rain that high or that heavy you have to open the dam gates or it's going to be a mess uh and
0: you could compromise the integrity of the dam
1: if you don't
0: yeah and i think that's when bull shoals got really close to you know, t- Taney Como, like, within about 10 yeah, feet or something. Like the, well, I,
1: I think the it was, spillway, it was just, that. I think it was just a little rapid going
0: across, yeah, basically. That's scary. Yeah, and, absolutely. And did we do that in 2008, too? 2008.
1: Uh, <laughs> kind of in 2015, in December of 2015. Okay. Uh, after Christmas, going into New Year's. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, There's actually a sign. Where is that sign? um over near parasite dam there's a sign and I think there's another one over at uh, cooper creek uh they have a little dock you can fish at it's on uh it's right below College of the Ozarks on Taney como and there's a sign that says the flood got this far up and it's way far from the from the bank of the of the river or, or the lake right and, uh, yeah there's actual signs that mark each flood and where they were it's kind of neat to go see
0: Yeah, that I mean, and yeah, they have to open the gates if if that's going to happen. (laughs) uh, But still, if they didn't have that dam,
1: it would have been it would have taken out downtown Branson. That dam serves a purpose for flood control. They can open it when they need to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just let as much water out as they need to. And you know, people complain about you know Bull Shoals flooding. Well, you know, it's all. It's all
0: designed to work the way it's working. Yeah.
1: And that's really all there is to
0: it. You know, I took Gary, uh, my my friend Gary. He's been on the podcast a couple times. We went to, uh, when they opened like the five gates a month ago or whatever, we we went out and and looked because he hadn't really seen that. And then we were driving back and he saw the emergency gates. He's like, well, Mm -hmm. what's those for? I was like, well, and I had to think because I kind of forgot, are those the emergency gates if the dam gets into stress, that's I mean- the emergency
1: spillway that will never be opened. Hopefully, uh-huh. it's only there for when the dam is going to be compromised. compromised. It's an okay, imminent situation. But if they open those spillways, it's going to damage a lot of things, such as uh, downtown Branson. It's going to damage uh, Point Royale. Uh, Point
0: Royale. I'm surprised. Everything yeah. down
1: there is going to be underwater.
0: Oh, they've never opened those gates, no, right?
1: No, 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 That's just and it, it, you know they. When I was a kid, they didn't even have that. They put it in a little bit later. Well, when I was a kid, but uh, I, I, I remember
0: that, them doing it with me living here.
1: Yeah, I I went to the dam a lot in the eighties, and they didn't have that there. Yeah, but the only reason I know and, is
0: because I went. I worked at the showboat, oh, and yeah. I had to divert. It's like, gotcha. the, 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 yeah, gotcha. but that was like twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I wondered if they had ever opened them. No. I just know, like you're saying, I know it's it's going to be bad news. they would have It to. would be big news if
1: that—Bull Shoals would be really flooded if that were to game. Oh. But so would Taney Como, so, you know. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The landing would be underwater, I'm sure.
0: Well, and I know—I mean, the good thing now is that they let—they changed the power pool at Beaver to lower— so Beaver's got a little play. Yeah, I mean they're they going to let a lot more water out of Beaver than they have
1: in the years past. They are a little concerned to me. It's not. It's not that it's not structurally sound, but they they don't want to hold too much water in Beaver Lake anymore. There's a big write up on it. There's reasons why. Okay. Uh, so they are letting more water out of Beaver, uh, which flows into Table Rock. So, and you know. I think that would mean that Table Rock would have to open their gates more as well, just to send it on down the line and they have.
0: They've opened it two or three times this spring. Yeah. And we have we have to stress to people, I mean, people think they're opening the damn gates, everything's gonna flood. That's not right.
1: Not necessarily. No, 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 no.
0: No. That that's that's not they're doing I mean Because
1: people remember they opened all ten gates when we get ten inches of rain. Well that's a different situation. Totally. Totally. Like when yeah. we get a foot of rain in two days. <laughs> you know, you Just because the dam the- gates are open doesn't mean that a big event has happened. Right. That's going to be a flooding event. Opening up the dam gates doesn't constitute a flood. It's what happens to cause those dam gates to open. But they open them for different reasons. That's the point. That's yeah. what
0: we need people to really understand. And and they, they can open them at different levels. Like sure. it's like a foot. Oh, absolutely. They could do a half a foot. They could do three or four if absolutely. they want. Absolutely. Sometimes they
1: just open the same amount that their generation units would be flowing through anyway. If yeah. the generation units are down, they still got to flow that water through there, and, or they want to oxygenate the, the lake below it in the fall. That's a biggie, too. Yeah. Right.
0: Because that trout, but People... Man.
1: people <laughs> You know, get on there, and they freak out when they see the dam gates are going to be opening, but they don't understand, okay, well, we're only pushing 12,000 cubic feet per second through, you know, or something.
0: Yeah, that's not much comparatively. Right. You know, when you get to sixty and seventy and 80,000, then we're going to start talking something, something bad. Something, something. (laughs) Because that's
1: what the generation units push through anyway, about 12,000, you know. Yeah. So... If something, if they take those offline for whatever reason, repairing something or other things go down, yeah. they're still gonna open those. They're gonna open up that, that up to, uh, to to still push that water through. Yeah, you know, especially in the spring, they got to keep it at a certain level. So, right. Yeah.
0: And I'm I'm not seeing the amount of rain coming up that that would warrant a, any I, flooding. No, I mean, it looks like
1: a wet period, and it needs to be wet. I mean, we didn't have a wet April at all. Yeah. Comparative to what it could have been, we had that's a true inches really. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Month. Because all I, month.
0: I checked last week and we had like an inch and three wonder, quarters, <laughs> and that's
1: way below normal, I'm sure, for April.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. The now, the uh, tomorrow the uh, monthly climate report is coming out, yeah, or tomorrow the next day, whatever. So look for that on our webs, not on our website, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I always post the National Weather Service. April climate report and I always compile our storm to weather climate report from our weather station. So be sure to look at that and I list on there what the normal is for Springfield since we don't have any you know, yeah. records. Uh, okay. Uh, did you know today is the beginning of Hurricane Preparedness Week? I had no idea. You've been working. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we
1: don't have a lot of hurricanes come through here in the Ozarks. You know that's true. <laughs> so
0: i mean the last hurricane that came through here was i don't know had uh, i been on the coast or somewhere down in florida i probably would have known that <laughs> yeah because you guys used to cruise a lot yeah 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 april 30th through may 6th is hurricane preparedness week so uh i did look at the national hurricane center there's a few changes they're going to make this year some of them are very interesting uh I, brave i think and one of them um I got a couple on here. One of them is uh, the extension of the tropical weather outlook to seven days. And they're going to include invest number information. So when you see invest 93 L or something, they'll, they'll start doing that. Uh, The graphics say beginning in 2023, the time period covered by the outlook will be extended from five to seven days with both the two day and seven day for formation probabilities included. So I think that cone cone of uncertainty We'll probably go out seven days now. I'm, that's what I'm thinking this means. Mm. I mean, does that sound like that to you? Well, sounds like it.
1: Now, why are they doing this? Uh. Better technology, better models, uh, better satellites up there. You know, figuring out what's going on. You have well, your, we definitely have that <laughs> satellites. So maybe they, you know, it was probably the plan to do this
0: all along. But they had to get that technology in place first. Yeah, so I'm I'm just really curious of how that's gonna be. It's a <coughs> here's that pollen <coughs> again. Uh, it says the N-VEST identification numbers are composed of four characters, a two-letter basin identifier, which we know they're like a nine, like nine zero, nine one, nine two, A L or R. I think I think R is Pacific. One of them is L. I, I did a weather school on that before. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going to do it. Another thing they're going to do is, uh, let me see, uh, their annual update. They're going to do an annual update to the track forecast error cone. Okay, so that's different. Uh, the size of the tropical cyclone track, that cone of, uh, error cone Cone of uncertainty or whatever uh, will be about the same compared to the 2022 season uh, for the Eastern North Pacific Basin. It'll be similar in size, also go out to 60 hours. Uh, it, so that there's going to be a little adjustment to that. Well, if they're going to make changes at,
1: to anything concerning tropical weather, this would be the year they do it because we're supposed to have a you know slower tropical. Hurricane season. That's right. According to Colorado State University, the the weather, the hurricane experts over in Colorado, uh, because of El Nino, or yeah, or the potential trade? El Nino, or whatever it is. Are exactly. We, are we,
0: have you looked at any El uh, Nino? I, thing? It comes out we, the first Thursday. So next next podcast, we'll know. I mean, are we under a
1: a watch an advisory or know. a watch or anything? I mean, I, don't I know, uh, I, they, I know they, they
0: seem certain it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Let me let me check real quick. Here you talk. Uh, <laughs> you say something. Well, it's
1: you know they keep talking about it, and they keep uh you know different agencies are saying well hurricanes are gonna be down. We have El Nino conditions forming.
0: Oh, uh, so, breaking news. What? Ding 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 ding. Uh, Enso status. Inso stands for El Nino Southern Oscillation Alert System Status. We are under an El Nino watch.
1: Okay, that's what I was thinking.
0: Uh, this right now. Now, when was this updated? Uh, it says they updated April twenty fourth, but like on Thursday of this week, actually, they're going to do a major report. It says Inso neutral conditions are observed, so we're in La Nada right now. So, so La Nina is over. So, and
1: observations are Lenata, but we're under a watch because conditions are becoming favorable for an El
0: Nino. Exactly. It says the neutral conditions are expected to continue uh, through spring, followed by a 62% chance of El Nino developing during May to July. Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll just have to keep looking at that. Yeah, I, I got to make a note to check that next week because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, every Thursday. There's something about every Thursday that, yeah. that they do something. So yeah. so yeah, there you go on the El 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 Niner. El I'm from Branson. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, you got anything else? Uh no. On that one? Okay. I don't think so well it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the Storm Weather, Weather Word of the Week, and we're gonna toss it to Corey like we always do. So, Corey, what is this week's Storm Dry Weather, weather word of the week? That's CRS. It's ooh, it's an abbreviation. Circe. <laughs> <Cerse. Cerse.
1: laughs> Console replacement system.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And that's what you do or what I did in the eighties. <laughs> When my Nintendo wouldn't work anymore. I had to blow on the games, and it still wouldn't work. And that Super Nintendo happened to come out when all the Nintendo stopped working. They brought out a new one, and that's when I did the console replacement system. <gasps>
0: that makes total sense. Got a sense. new
1: system and threw that other one somewhere. It's probably worth a lot of money. and probably threw it in the trash.
0: Oh, gosh. Don't do that. Yeah. I so. still have an Atari system. The original. Oh, wow.
1: Well, so you never you fi- never replace that console. I'm 15 years older than you do. Uh, <laughs> so it's I ancient. I had an Atari, and I was in kindergarten. Okay, now, console <laughs> replacement system. This consists of a computer system and a computer voice that is used to automate NOAA weather radio. Hmm.
0: Yes. So when you hear on your NOAA weather radio that voice, yeah. that's a CRS system. Pretty cool. Yeah, I thought about that. I, I was just going through the glossary. And went, that's really Odd. Everything has a voice now. I mean, they were the
1: first. I remember back when they sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) They don't so much anymore. I remember back when Noah Weather Radio didn't have a a computerized voice. It it was just a seven-minute cycle of them talking on a microphone. Oh, right. So, you know, they went to the voices, you know, 25 years ago probably. Well. At least. No, 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 no. no. They still had the voice when I first got a weather radio, and I got my first weather radio for Father's Day. I decided to buy it for myself, but I wasn't a dad yet, but Cheryl was pregnant with Grant, and then they still had the voice. just the regular old voice. Ah, okay. I think the recording started about five years later.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Because I remember when I was in grade school, they had – what, what, what was that science oh what, you know a field trip or, or something got to go to the to the National Weather Service. Oh cool. And I got to see the big computer room mm. where they they did this, all these computers on a wall and there's a little desk there and that's where they would, like you said, talk a microphone. And now
1: we have all that technology in our pocket. <laughs> Probably more than that than when you were a kid. Oh, those walls big...
0: of supercomputers in yeah, my hand right absolutely. now.
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Or your watch. Think about that. Yeah, it. I know. How, does, does the Apple Watches have like gigabytes? I mean, do you have storage on it? Yeah, there? you can. I
1: never use it all, but it, I think you can buy different ones. I think this is 32. I mean, the apps don't take all that much memory.
0: Okay. But, see, I,
1: but it has to run. You know, I have Radar Scope on there. And, you
0: put pages or anything on it? Can you put anything on it?
1: Well, yeah, you can save pictures to it, you know I got you know i you get text messages, and anytime you send me a picture, I look at it on my watch, but usually <laughs> if I hit save it saves it to my phone, not my watch. that's how I have it set up, so
0: that's great, yeah,
1: I enjoy it i just I just like to be in the know and get notified no matter what uh thing uh, goes off during the storms. Well, it
0: makes my job really easy because then you text me and say, hey, well, well, You hey, look at I, radar. I, I credit
1: <laughs> that to my news background because I had computers from the AP wire that would do news alerts. So I was the first to know any breaking news in the country. And I said, hey, dad, guess what's going on? Oh. Or, all right, but it was also hooked to the National Weather Service. So you get urgent bulletins from the National Weather Service. And that's basically what I set up on my watch. Just something that only I can get from them. Nobody else subscribes to it because I'm the one who designed that StormDAR alert bot. So yeah. I get all these all this information
0: in real time, basically. That works so well. Yeah. I I love it. Storm I, reports, too. I don't have a, a, a Apple Watch. No. I'm too old. Wait, my mother has an iPad. <laughs> and she knows how to run it. Good. Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's uh, let's enjoy this nice weather. We might get a little rain on Thursday, maybe Thursday night. Uh, I'm not really excited at this point about it, but you know, it's no, something. I'm,
1: it's nothing to really get excited about at this point. I yeah. don't see anything that's gonna, yeah, disrupt life or anything like that.
0: No, no, none of <laughs> or that. Or property. Yeah. But it's gonna be breezy the next couple of days and a warm-up and sunshine. If you can get out there and enjoy it. And yeah, that's what you need to do. Is take that kayak
1: out. I need to. Yeah. Maybe maybe Wednesday. Seventy-eight degrees would be a good day.
0: Mm. And I'm off Wednesday, so perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else? Nope. Okay, then let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Weather. Like and follow our page. And be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to StormdarWeather at pollen.com. No, that's not right. It's at gmail.com.
1: Must be a new page uh, we have on our... It uh, must be. Wow. It's, <clears throat>
0: it's making me, me choke here. Anyway, uh, also check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.